Hey everybody, today on Wanna Be On Top, my drag daughter Bambi Banks Kool-Aid joins us and she is here to chat with us about the Cycle 7 trip to Spain. First, we talk to Bambi about what she was up to in 2006 and oof, girl, was I shook. We get into these go-sees, we strategize about what we would do if we were these top models having to try and make 10 go-sees in four hours, we also discuss how Carity almost froze to death and get all the fun updates on Alaska's pageant. Y'all, this is such a cute kiki. You will not want to miss this one. Forever. Are top model fans born or made? Hi, I'm Shea Coulee, and welcome to Wanna Be On Top, a podcast where I explore the cultural phenomenon that launched a thousand smizes. As always, I'm joined by insatiable power bottom and top model expert Maxwell Esposito. Hey, Maxwell, what's going on, girl? You know, I'm just getting back from San Francisco. I, you know, a couple weeks ago, I was living. Me and your girl, Tony Soto, went and brought, you know, our hit LA party, Learn the Words Bitch, up there, which was great. How are you doing? Are you, uh, you know, just soaking in all your all stars awesomeness? Oh my gosh, it's so crazy to think that that's going to be airing again. And less than two weeks, like that craziness is about to start. And I mean, I'm ready for it. It's my third time around. Like, I feel like I'm an old pro at, you know, riding this wave. And I'm really excited for everyone to see the show because it's going to be a really dope season this season. I am enjoying my time in New York right now. Um, It's so crazy. I'm here doing um press week for... Uh, All Star 7. So we have a bunch of crazy stuff that's coming up this week. So I'm just like gearing up for a lot of like fun activities to help get everyone really excited for this new legendary iconic season. You are just jet setting all over. It's giving me top model. It's giving me like top model trips and things, which is ironically what we're getting into today. We are getting into our top model trip. You know, as we know, this spans over three episodes in this cycle. These girls are going to Spain. Um, Have you been to Spain before? I know uh, you've been to Europe, but have you made it to Spain? I have. Spain was a lot of fun. Uh, (laughs) Okay, so I remember that traveling, getting to Spain was challenging because we were going from um, the south of France and taking a train there. But um, we were in uh, Montpellier and it had like snowed there for like the first time in like 20 years. So we got stuck there overnight and hadn't made any plans, obviously, for accommodations. We would like had sat on this freezing train for hours. Then get off and there's some really um 
strange guy that had taken a liking to us. His name was Scott. And if I'm being perfectly honest, he strikes you as the type of person that would have been at the insurrection on the 6th. Okay. Um, and he was like, so wanting to be like buddy, buddy with us. And then um, my friend at the time was like really trying to be so like friendly with him. And I was like, I don't even know why you're trying to be so friendly with this guy, but whatever. Like you could be um, like the friendly white hetero uh, man on this trip, whatever. And then when it came time to like find some place to stay, Scott was like, well, hey, I can crash, you know, with like one of you guys. And it's like, okay, well, me and our friend Logan will share a room. And I was like, and you can sleep with that guy, Scott. And Riley was so, I could see it in his face. I was like, what, bitch? I was like, you were the one that wanted to be buddy-buddy with him. So like now's your opportunity. And if you get uh, murdered and shoved into a duffel bag, I'm sorry about it. But um, I tried to stop talking to that man long ago. So anyway... Fast forward, we get to, to to Barcelona finally, right? We were talking about this guy. We're like, God, isn't it crazy how just like in, insane that was and how like low-key creepy that guy Scott was and we were so excited to get rid of him. And we're at uh, Sagrada Familia, which is like this Gaudi church, like huge whatever. And we turn um, down this corridor and who is literally there at the other end of the hallway but this man. And I kid you not, it was like something out of like a Marx Brothers movie, the way that we like split up like roaches in this like cavernous catacomb basement of this like Spanish church just trying to run away from this man. It was very, every man for themselves, we will find our way out and we'll meet you there. Like it was fun. And then we went and partied with the locals and had a good time and, you know, we're like out until like 10 o'clock in the morning and um, I loved it. It was fantastic. I was going to say, I imagine that your, um, like the, the scary, eerie violin started playing in your head when you saw that man and you were like, you were like, uh, we were like of all the people of all the places at all the time. Well, I mean, he's a tourist too. So, I mean, it is a big tourist attraction, but we were like, how, how did we just bump into him? But you know, it is what it is. I mean, the universe is a small, this, it's a small world. It's a small world. Um, wait, before we get into this too deep into this trip, because I do want to save a lot of our talk with our guest, because I know they have a lot to say. We have to talk about the Cover Girl True Blend Foundation photo shoot where the girls were skydiving in the tube. Because I know when we were kind of dancing around it a couple weeks ago, you were like, that photo shoot is booty. And I just, we need to talk about it. Because in my youth, I mean, I was living for it. I was like, this is so cool. I want to be in a skydiving tube. So what, why are we hating it? What is the, what's the drama? It's not that I hated the experience because even as a youth, I could look at that and be like, okay, yeah, being in a skydiving tube sounds like fun, but is it fashion? No. There was no, there's no fashion there because literally you have to wear this white safety spacesuit, glasses, a helmet, knee pads, elbow pads. You know what I'm saying? Probably like a, probably a mouth guard too or something. Who knows? But it just was not given fashion. And the, and the girls like cheeks are all like being like blown to like high heaven, but like not in a flattering way. Like they all looked like they had like leaf blowers like in their face. It was just not the tea. I, I, like, nobody, not a single person got a good photo out of that shoot. 
they definitely were testing the divas in this one for sure. I disagree. I think the the outfits were definitely giving Balenciaga right now. You are okay. No, you are so full of shit. I you could say it's Balenciaga all you want, bitch. It was giving hazmat suit. It was giving. Um, I, I work in a garage where all the motor oil is white. It's giving area nation garage attendant. I know. I, I, was, it was I was just awful. trying to give you controversial opinions. It's giving, oh, you, mis- that was your hot take for this episode. Yeah, it's giving Balenciaga. It's giving misbehave. It's giving streetwear girl. It's all about the. <sighs> it's giving me a headache. That's <laughs> what it's giving. <sighs> Well, what do we think of Spain being a fashion capital? When you were there, did you find a lot of fashionable people? Um, no, because I was not running amongst any um, areas where I feel like there was a lot of fashionable people. Like I was like backpacking. So I was with a lot of very granola, earthy people. Um, isn't Zara a Spanish brand like company? Um, you would have to ask Zara that question. I'll, I'll ask Siri. Um, well, Balenciaga, love Balenciaga. So there we go. Um, I really do love Balenciaga. Now that I think about like of the designer things that I do purchase, um, Balenciaga is right up there. Um, it is it is from Spain. Zara is from okay, Spain. Okay, work. Zara, I have a fierce pair of pants from there. Talk about facts. Just just um, one pair of pants. Like I only own like <laughs> one thing from that place. I've barely heard of it. But now- I'm really particular about pants. Like I'll do so many different types of like blouses and tops and things, but I feel like I do invest my money in like pants and shoes because like cheaply made pants are just don't they just no they do more harm than good and same with cheaply made shoes i'm like a cheaply made blouse a shirt whatever like you could get away with that like very easily but pants and shoes definitely i I like to invest in let's take a quick break and when we come back we will be chatting with my daughter miss bambi banks kool-aid back today is the day we get into all of our international top model travels and we have to bring on a top model diva to the podcast to get into these diva licious antics now i am so excited to have them back on the podcast so before making her big debut in alaska's pageant contest competition we have the one the only my daughter, Bambi Banks Kool-Aid. What's up, Bambi? What's up? Hey. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I wish people could see you on this screen because the way that you are holding it, it's like you have this cute little handheld microphone. And for some, for some reason, the way that you like position your finger by your temple, when you opened your mouth... I, for some reason, was expecting to hear the first note of Whitney Houston's I Will Always Love You. Like, it was just <laughs> giving. 
Like that okay. is like what you literally, I felt like you were about to serve. I was going to sing it, but then I realized I can't sing and don't know how to find that note. So let me not. <laughs> let me not. You know what I mean? I want to take you back because we're going um, through cycle seven right now. Oh, yeah. So uh, this was airing in the fall of 2006. So I just want you to take us and the listeners down a trip, uh, memory lane of where Little Bambi Banks Kool-Aid was back in 2006. Who were her celebrity crushes? What were you listening to? What was in your iTunes library? You know, all of that. So 2006 was a rough year for me. I was in sixth grade. I had just broken my arm. I got oh, braces. No. How did you break your leg. arm? Oh, okay. So this is going to be unfortunate. But um, so I was playing with my friends at PE and, you know, I was a really, really, really tiny kid. I have to preface uh-huh. that. Like I was very skinny, very uh-huh. frail. And a, someone who was a lot larger than me like you know had went through puberty was like had a foot on me and was also just like a bigger person was one of my best best friends then and so we were kiki king in pe and you know rough housing and then um he fell on my arm but my arm hit also hit the wall so yeah so my arm just like snapped (laughs) oh no yeah, it was pretty bad. But uh, other than that, you know, I was just listening to Sierra at the time. Um, 106 in Park was still hot. Uh, you know, I was crushing it in school as usual. Um, what did I do then? I think I was playing like football or something like that. Like that was my extra career. Yeah, I played football like once in my life, literally one, one season once. And then my parents realized maybe we should try something a little artistic. Yeah, maybe <laughs> they like you already snapped your arm. Maybe not. Maybe, maybe not this wasn't contact. maybe this wasn't the move. Um, I also broke my leg that year and got braces. No. So uh. Yeah, it was the only time I had ever broken anything, actually, was those two things. <laughs> so that's what I Yes, never broken anything. I just knocked on wood, just, you know, um, nothing. Thank goodness. I yeah, it's it's not fun. That I mean, hurts. I could, I, that just, to me, like that, I just imagine that's like the onlyest pain yeah a bone well my thing is is that like i had a lot of like adrenaline pumping or some shit because like i really was like okay like not okay in the sense that like i was like oh like i'm I'm fine but like when i broke my leg i didn't like i was still running around for a while and then like it didn't really like hit me until i got home because i was like at a friend's like house or something like that we drove back home and then it didn't hit me until i really couldn't like stand up to like walk to my house i was like something's wrong so. Oh gosh. Um, and how old were you? Like sixth grade. So like okay. 12, 12, 11, yeah. 12. Yeah. And yeah, that's definitely that age where you got a like I feel like you got a lot of adrenaline and all that, and you were just running around playing, you said. Yeah, <laughs> both times, both times, just you know, fucking around, being Damn. a 12-year-old. This is upsetting. 
No, no. <laughs> and my homegirls. <laughs> it's okay. You know, kids break things. Right, I don't know. I'm from, really the, do. I'm from the South, so shit like this happens all the time. Yeah, like, kids do you know, Kids get injured. It's just like a part of it. Like, <laughs> I remember taking a mallet, like one of those, like, like big heavy, like that you used to like drive like spikes into the ground. Like misery. Tra- yeah, I was trying to um, build a uh, like fort, like up at this like dirt hill mound, whatever, because like it was like a developing like neighborhood area with a friend. And I was like, I don't remember what I was doing, but I was standing behind him and he was trying to like hammer this like wooden stake in the ground and he just swung it back and just like clocked me square in between the eyes. And I swear I saw stars. Like, Oh my God. Luckily it didn't break the skin, like no blood, nothing, but it did that hit. It really, kids are, it gave a little brain damage. (laughs) I know that frontal lobe. Right. My decision-making skills, Lord have mercy. And that's how she got into drag. Um, (laughs) That's when she became a deviant. (laughs) Um, Okay, so you said you were watching 106 in Park, listening to a lot of Sierra. 106 in Park, Sierra, um, a lot of all of us, a lot of Top Model. I, I, I even got, like... I like got in trouble once for watching Top Model. And I want to say it was this season or either the season before this. It was either Danielle or um, season Carrie. seven. Yeah, Carrie yeah. D season. Um, I only distinctly remember that because like I was like supposed to be grounded and I snuck into my brother's room to like watch the finale because I needed to know. And I was like, this is a true testament to my homosexuality. <laughs> right. <laughs> Taken over. And will not take- be left out. Taking right. an ass whooping for Tyra. Boots, boots. Speaking of ass whooping, Tyra needs her ass whooped for these past, these next three episodes. Cause I watch these and I just have some questions. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a lot of um, especially with uh um Jada. Goodness yeah. gracious. That situation. Yeah, that was kind of wild. Um, hypothermia, also oh, wild. Oh, gosh. Yeah. The- um, <laughs> also, if if I were to only watch these three episodes and you asked me who the winner was, it would not be Carrie D. Because, like, she had some of the roughest weeks these weeks. Yeah. <laughs> she was going through it. I was she like, was really going through it. It's wild. It's wild. We need to talk about um, Miss Tasha Smith's acting class, too, because I thought that that was traumatic. (laughs) Oh, my God. I forgot. How many acting classes did they get with? Um, Was it just this one? Why am I thinking that there was... She's come back. She's a regular jo- uh, guest. Yeah, she comes she, back a couple times. Yeah, she, okay, she's yes. Tyra's acting coach. Exactly, yeah. yes. And that's when she gives them the whole um, spiel about how, you know, she's known Tyra because they've worked together and she's Tyra's acting coach. So I and guess she was there during Life Size. Tasha also admits that she is the reason that Tyra is the way she is. So we can blame her. Tasha, what's her name? Tasha. Tasha Smith. Smith. Tasha Smith. Yeah, oh, she so is the we problem. Have so, so, <laughs> we so have, we have the source. Thank, um, you for, thank you for right. People ask us that all the time. They're like, "Who do we blame for Tyra?" And now we know. It's Tasha. She said it. Let's go over this uh, commercial really quick because this uh, is definitely 
one of those moments I feel like uh, where as a black viewer, you see Tyra um, definitely um, simp for someone who's being blatantly racist to one of the yeah. of the competition. I, you know, so to, to give you guys some like, uh, uh, like background, the, the models are like tasked with doing a commercial where they have to share an intimate moment with a male model and the models are all, uh, paired off with, um, these different guys who have been cast to play opposite of them. And, um, when Jada is preparing for, for her takes with her male model, he expresses to her that he doesn't want to do this kiss moment with her because he doesn't want to do it with a black girl. And um, at panel, Jada is uh, in the bottom um, again. And, you know, they're kind of asking about her performance and why, you know, she's so off and not delivering. And she explains to Tyra that, you know, she was really upset because this male model had, you know, thrown her off because he said that he did not want to kiss a black girl. And uh, Tyra really did not defend her. She didn't um, encourage her. She basically said... Like, oh, well, you should have brushed it off because that's just what we deal with in this um, industry. And, you know, we always say it's just Tyra, but it is um, there is a point to point out that it wasn't just Tyra saying this. It was a panel of people, which Mm -hmm. as a. As a 19-year-old girl, which we also have to remember that these are all, like, basically children. I remember yeah. that also watching this episode because they say dumb shit. Like, uh-huh. oh, my, oh, my God, it's just like the beginning of the show. Only there are less people. Yes, bitch. That's how a competition works. Yes. Anyways. Um, <laughs> anyways, but it's like you have a bunch of, like, you know, authoritative figures telling this young Black girl that she should just suck it up. Mm-hmm. And that's the name of the business. When in actual reality, as producers and, you know, judges on that panel and things like that they should have removed said male model and gave the girl a fair chance to work because he also was like cutting into like her preparation time and was not trying to help her learn the language at all so it was just like so counterproductive and then you just sent her home as she had this disadvantage okay it was just too much for me but also i get why i get their kind of frustrations with her too because she she was the one who complained the most through the season like jada Jada was a crier. Jada, like, you know, was very much a young girl who obviously hadn't been through a lot of stress in her life mm-hmm. and uh, didn't know how to handle that. So she would cry. Um, but I don't know. I just, I, that didn't sit right with me. I didn't like that. I was no, like, I didn't like it either. Y'all could have done something about that. Right. Y'all could have <laughs> supported her in one way right. or another. I mean, if worse comes to worse, at least switch out the models so that she has somebody to work with or at least, like, learn the lines with. Because if he's not going to... Not to say that they all weren't racist, but obviously Eugenia was having a good time. She looks like Exactly. (laughs) Be like, hey, um, any of you other models have a problem kissing a woman of color? No? Yeah. Okay, well, then you come on over here. We're cutting your day rate in half. Boots like racism. We don't pay racists the same rate that we do other people. Exactly. That's how I feel too. I feel like they should have did something, and it just seems like they did nothing to protect her in that moment, which was very weird. But you know, 
considering everything, we're not surprised. It was a, it was a no. different time. It was all about abusing people on camera. So why'd you do that, Tyra? I remember that definitely being an eye-opening moment, an aha moment for me as a fan watching, because I was just all like, it definitely did not sit right in my spirit. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. So I guess that's what we could expect. Yeah. I don't know. It's very weird. It's very weird that, and it's very weird that they also just like didn't want to take her emotional stance into account. I mean, I'm thinking maybe it was just, you know, time for her to like leave. Like the, they just decided it was time for her to leave at that moment. And so maybe they like, you know, planned it or something, but who knows? We have five contestants left. And, uh, in this moment, the models are allowed to go out to dinner and drinks with the boys from the previous photo shoot. Um, and this isn't something that they really get to do that often. And I'm wondering if the producers were trying to have a like part two situation of cycle two when Shandy got uh, a little bit too lit with homeboy in the hot tub. That happened? Wait. Yes, when yes. they went to Milan, and then they all went. They had they like got together because they had those male models that were like driving the girls around on Vespas while they were doing their um, go sees, and oh, then they had yes. dinner and drinks with them back at the place. And then Shandy got like really turned, and then yeah, 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 yeah. I remember she, Shandy, but she I'm up trying with to that model, and then there's that iconic phone call where she called her boyfriend back, and home. he's like screaming yes. in a very high, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that, but I don't remember it, that happening this season. Did that happen this season? Season seven? No, 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 no. They got together with them, but I was saying, like, do you think that the producers were hoping that they would get, like, a part two of the drama that they got with Shandy uh, on Cycle 2? I definitely think that anytime Top Model brings boys into the equation, they're trying to get a little messy. Mm-hmm. Um I, I feel like the girls on this season were all very, like, loyal to their boyfriends, though, weirdly. I don't know. Um, not to say that, you know, Shandy wasn't. But, like, you know what I'm saying? It's like... Yeah. They did not seem very focused. I just also feel like the girls, like, mental state at the time just wasn't ready for, like, shit like that. Because... They were tired. They were so... <laughs> they seemed so exhausted. And I'm like, bitch, you still got three more weeks to go. <laughs> right. <laughs> They're, like, all, like, I just hate existing. And I'm like, damn. <laughs> right. Like, I just want to nap. You're right. Like, well, you're not going to get one for another um, weeks, sis. But I definitely think that there was, like, a chance for that. I don't... I wonder why that didn't happen because they all did express that the boys were cute when they like jumped on the bus or whatever for the tour thing. Um, so it's very weird that it didn't go that way, but I guess, you know, um, I guess child, I don't know. (laughs) Okay. Also, I was literally just thinking, so like if you were one of these top model contestants and you Mm -hmm. were one of the girls, Mm -hmm. um, to go to, Europe, Spain. Do you think Barcelona. That you, Barcelona. Do you think that um, you would be a fun kiki to travel with internationally? I mean, granted, I know the girls don't get much downtime, but, you know, let's say that they do. Like, do you think that you would be a fun girl to run around Spain with? Oh, absolutely, bitch. Okay, look, I grew up in the the generation of the cheetah girls, okay? <laughs> <laughs> 
I will be strutting like I mean it. Okay. Yes. Um, Free your mind. Right. I also hear, you know, never been, but I heard that Spain is a lot of fucking fun. So like, why not? I don't know. I feel like anytime you get a chance to like be in a different country, you should be having a good time and like seeing as much as you can. But that's just me. That's just me. You know? (laughs) Good old uh, Spain. Spain, I went, um, I was saying this to Maxwell, I went once for a couple of days when I was like backpacking with some friends, lived out of a back. I did that whole thing, lived out of a backpack for three weeks. And uh, I will say I love siesta culture, baby. That is, that, I feel like it's so good for people's mental health to take a long ass break in the middle of the day to like nap, do whatever you want. Everyone's just mentally okay there. Right. Americans <laughs> are known to be so lazy. You'd think we would have really adapted to nap culture. I just, I mean, like, I just feel like siestas are smart. Like that middle of the day lull where I feel like a lot of people aren't as productive. It's just like, why not just like give people the freedom to not even try and worry about that? Yeah. Take like I mean, a two, three hour break and then come back and then just work a little bit later into the evening. But I get what Maxwell's saying. I also am like, I don't know, the the America's so like capitalist heavy that like they're like, you know, time is money, baby. Right. So. <laughs> they're like productivity. Like we're broke. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, look at inflation. Right. <laughs> um, okay, so uh now the models get a visit as well from Tyra. Mm-hmm. Yes. In their hotel. And she tells them about how hard the modeling industry is and how critiquing can be. Do we feel like uh, this was a helpful, thoughtful visit from Tyra? Or do we think this was like damage control from the way that they um, ousted Jada the week previous? I think that it is most definitely damage control. Um and I also think that it was a preface for what happens at panel later. Yes. You know, because it was given mm-hmm. very, it was given very uh, RuPaul's Drag Race, um, who should, who should go home? Okay. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, y'all trying to get messy. Okay. Uh-huh. But it was also, it was also very interesting to see the girls be truth, like, or to be as honest as possible, because like, um, when they were judging each other, like who has the most potential, who has the least amount of potential, a lot of the people uh, who said someone else had the most potential uh, spoke from what they thought versus like just repeating what someone else thinks or like picking someone who's like naturally a wink link or a, a person who's leading in mm-hmm. the competition. Cause it's like, if I were like logically, if I were thinking of the competition and not my own thoughts, I would say Melrose but no one said Melrose either way, <laughs> which is interesting. But, right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, it's just like you think. And also um, the tw- the twins having completely opposite opinions on the way that they view the girls was also just very interesting to like see because it's like, wow, okay. <laughs> they are packaging y'all as the same person or like a half of one person, but y'all really do have your own minds, which is interesting. Right. I also thought it was funny that after Amanda was called by everybody, she said that I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not going to talk about myself. 
Oh, yeah. I love that. I'm not <laughs> right. going to talk about myself because I have better I things don't. to do, but... Right. right. I was like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. And because I also... Like, I, the whole time... Oh, you got it. No, I was just saying, I feel like um, they were trying to take a lesson from... I forget which season uh, it was that the models were asked like the same question and afterwards Tyra was like, you know what? I'm really shocked that none of you said yourselves because (laughs) in order to be a top model, you have to believe in yourself more than anybody else. And then they all got up there and they're like myself. I would definitely say myself. And Amanda's like, well, I'm not gonna say myself because i didn't see that episode and i don't know why these girls are all being so cocky right now right (laughs) i i don't know i fucking love um i fucking love the twins in this like area of the season too because i feel like i feel like it really shows that just because they were packaged together, they really do not have the same interests and or talents, yeah. <laughs> which is really funny to me. <laughs> right. Because it's like one girl's like, I want it so bad. And she's they're just like, We're not feeling it though. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's not giving what you said it would give. And then the other girl's like, I hate this. You're perfect. But You're serving. beautiful. But you look so sick. Exactly. Then, <laughs> th- this was also my favorite photo shoot, I think, out of like this honestly this season has like some of the best photo shoots but this photo shoot in particular was a lot of fun the like bull one i didn't understand why they had to like stand in the ring with the bull if they were just going to edit the bull in yeah i that i guess definitely just for you know um effect to see how (laughs) the models would perform Thinking that at any moment they could be, you know... Rammed uh, by a bull. (laughs) Um, But yeah, this, like, I don't know. This season, just, like, the photography was really, like, cunt. And, like, the concepts were really, really, like, sickening. Can I say cunt? I don't know if I can say (laughs) This is open air. Um, Yeah, I... I don't know. For some reason, this season... Besides, okay, I like the model stereotypes and I like the um, circus one. Uh huh. Big hair. The okay, hair okay, the hair. Yes, yes. Big hair gave. I think the bull one is good. I like the bull. I one. felt like the editing on that one was like funny. I feel like I would have loved the bull pictures more had they had been a little bit more um, conscientious on the edit because I feel like a lot of stuff gets lost. But also at the same time, I've said this before, I'm not the biggest fan of Nigel Barker's photography. Oh, have you had him on this show? No. Have you had him on the show? No. No. Damn. Okay. Maybe we need to get y'all together. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Ask some questions. Ask that have some have some uh you know, have a couple talks. Right. Um I also like the um romance novel shoot. That was kind the one where Brooke goes home on her graduation. Poor Brooke. <laughs> uh, 
Wow. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was so fucking funny. Tyra was so rude for that. She was <laughs> so rude. And then when she's like, oh, wow, I could have been at graduation. And Tyra's like, wow, Brooke. The right. way that you said that you could have been at graduation. Do you know how many people wish they would be here right now? It's like, girl, just let her just like go and cry on her way home. That baby is 18. Right. She could have just went to graduation. Let her live. Like, right. You literally just had to life. literally kick her while she was down. If she wasn't going to win, I'd be, I would be like, bitch, yes, I could have been at graduation too, celebrating with my friends instead of being traumatized. But <laughs> also, they love, you know, Top Model loves, like, being transphobic and calling models drag queens. Um, yeah. And they do that on this episode. And I was like, that is so crazy because Tyra looks so much like a drag queen this season. Like, her hair, like, the, the lifted root that she was rocking. <laughs> It was fierce. Don't yes. get me wrong, but it was very drag. And then the makeup was also very drag because they were like, oh, she couldn't handle her face. Can't handle that much makeup. Then why did you put it on her? Right. Uh-huh. Read why her. did you do that? <laughs> and then shoot her from that angle and then tell her, um, you look like a drag queen. Look at that jaw. It's giving masculine. Right. And I'm you like, all That's up also in a her jaw. Thing. Yeah. Then why are you all up in her jaw? Then maybe shoot from like near her forehead. I don't know. See, this is why I couldn't be on Top Model because I'd be talking back. <laughs> I'd be like, I'd be it would like, be very no. iconic. You and Tyra, shut up, Bambi. You'd be like, no, you shut up, bitch. I'm not finished. Yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> Giving very much like, she's like, well, this is your best shot. It's not looking great. Me, so why did you pick it? Yeah. Because <laughs> I know I had a better shot than that. Y'all lying. Right. <laughs> G- giving Jade. Show right. me the contact sheet. I want to see right. the contact sheet. Let's see the sheet. <laughs> yes, pull it up. You picked my up. worst one. Uh. <laughs> right. <laughs> Jay I want really to see the contact sheet. That would be the top model equivalent of roll the tapes. Yes. Um, and speaking of rolling tapes, we are going to go um revisit this ghosty challenge and then we're going to talk about it when we come back from this short break we'll be right back all right so we are back and let's get into the models challenge for the day because we get into the ghosty challenges. Now, we get different variations of this challenge in every cycle of top model. And in this cycle, the models are asked to see 10 designers in four hours. The more designers they saw, the more likely they were to win. Um, the models would be judged on appearance, personality, runway walk, and their portfolio. The models also met with Pancho Saula from Elite Model Agency, and they tell the girls that the designers in Spain love the girls that smile. So when the models were sent off with their portfolios, they decided to team up, and it was Cara D and Eugenia, Amanda Michelle, and Melrose by herself. So... <laughs> What are our thoughts on this ghosty challenge? Okay, okay. 10 designers in four hours. Yes. That's crazy. That is crazy. Because like, I could, think. Could you do it? 
I don't think so. I mean, unless you really knew this city and had it, like, organized, like, perfectly. There's no way I could see 10. I would aim for six. It's a good number. Because I feel like that's doable with, like, being there and traveling in between. Like, my... My strategy would be to go to the furthest designer first and then work my way back to the go see so that no matter what, I was closer than where I just was. And then if I'm running low on time, baby, I've already been working my way back like that. Because then I feel like you wouldn't run into other girls until like midway there. And if I ran into somebody else, I'd be like, okay, well, let me go to like one of the two that's like really, really close and see if I could just do that and get my ass back. So I agree with that st- a strategy. I feel like I don't know what season that was where a girl said that she would do that she did the same thing where she like worked backwards. Um, I just think that that's the smartest thing to do. Um, but what I would do, like, if I was like say Melrose, like by myself, I'd probably go to the closest one first to figure out how much time these go see take, take uh-huh. and then try to like go to the place that's like say fifth or sixth because that's how much time I have to, you know, meet everybody. Uh-huh. But, um, yeah, I like that the girls paired up, and I thought that it was funny that they just really hate Melrose. Like, I think it's just, isn't she just, like, because she's older, they hate her or something? Yeah, and I feel like she has a, a bit of a oversharing quality in her personality where she feels like she needs to, like, impart knowledge on these girls. And, like, I feel like between the ages of like 18 and 23 i know when i was 18 i was not really looking at many 23 year olds to be telling me how to do and what to do with things i was just like babes i'm grown especially if they were annoying yeah because when you're 18 you're like bitch i'm grown that's true that's true that's true yeah i just think it's funny because the way that the like season pans out i really thought that melrose would be the winner Mm-hmm. But I feel like it was given very like she's not congenial enough, you know. <laughs> right. We're not living for she's her. She's not giving that likable quality. Yeah, we need an easy breezy, beautiful cover girl. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Emphasis on the breezy, okay? <laughs> um, if you were in this situation, would you team up or would you go by yourself? Oh, I would definitely team up. I'm really bad at uh, directions. Um, mm-hmm. I am directionally challenged, so I would need to team up with somebody. Um, I always say that if I was to audition for, like, Amazing Race, good luck to my partner, because <laughs> I, I'll do crazy shit. Like, don't get me wrong, I'll, like, eat crazy shit and, like, mm-hmm. um, learn how to play the steel drums real quick. Like, I would do mm-hmm. shit like that. But, like, when it comes to directions, which I will have us going the wrong way. Uh we will be fucked. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I would need a compass. Oh, wait, there's one on your phone. Are you allowed to have your phone? No, you probably can't have your phone on your Not phone. on Amazing Race. No, okay, I don't so, so I would need a compass. Otherwise, I guess I would use the sun. But, you know, what if it's cloudy? Then what do you do? Yeah, what if you're like in Seattle or something? Exactly. Like, I would be like, well, I don't really know um, what to do. So... Let me look at my compass. 
You going on ghosties with a damn compass? I'm screaming. <laughs> oh, it'd be cut. I would have it like in a locket. You know what I'm saying? It'd be my okay. Then I would just be like, that kind of gives. As long as it's aesthetically pleasing, that's right. all that we care about. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would definitely have to team up with somebody. You know, have a buddy because also it makes it like. I don't know. It makes it like less competitive in a sense and like more like, you know, where it's like good nature, like we're working as a team, you know, that yeah. sister, that sisterhood that we're always looking for in competition. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> that would be uh, what I would be putting forth, but I would also be like, okay, well, I have this teammate. So there's somebody for them to immediately compare me to. I just got to make sure that I look better than them. Oh, period. Okay, you're, <laughs> you're, you're sneaky with it. No matter was, what, I got to be the one about... that's like, you know, if she's charming, I got to be like a little bit more charming. You know, you if, gotta... like, if her posture is right, my posture's got to be just like a little bit straighter so they can look at me and be like, oh, she's <laughs> serving. She is serving. <laughs> I remember her. I remember her. <laughs> oh, my fucking God. I live for that. I live and for that. And then I'd be like, come on, sis. Let's go to the next one. Nice meeting you. <laughs> oh i'm sorry i left something back there i just wanted to say thank you so much for having <laughs> i would be looking at back at the camera like michael jackson at the end of the thriller video with his arm around homegirl that'd be oh my, my god <laughs> with, with the demon eyes yes like she has no idea i've been plotting this whole time oh I my also- goodness I also just want to um, say yet again, Eugenia is the only model, very kind, very, looking mm-hmm. very amazing all episode. Not saying much, but I looking love that. great. I, that's what I love about Eugenia. She's like not trying to fill up a whole bunch of dead space by just like talking. Eugenia's like, I can stand here and my presence is a presence. So you could just enjoy that. You Isn't know? it? I believe she's the most successful afterwards um, out of this crop of girls. Like she had, she got yeah. like the, the biggest Yeah, campaigns. modeling wise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She was the most successful of the season seven girls. Which I live for because also, you know, she has like that whole like journey and growth through this season. So it's she like really we does. really, we really saw her grow, you know, yes. through this process. Good for her. Oh, uh, all right. Well, let's talk about this photo shoot, this amazing matador photo shoot um and we learned an amazing um real life lesson from our girl kira d who um at this photo shoot you know uh taught us be careful what you say when you're at the gig because uh you know, she tried to make a little joke with uh, Nigel. And, a kiki, if you will. Right, a little kiki. And she had, uh, because for our listeners who haven't seen it, the girls were posing with uh, bulls. They were supposed to be these matadors, and they were holding these long, like, wooden rods that would be kind of, like, symbolic of the, like, red matador cape, and they would then add the cape in and post. And so uh, Carrie D thought it would be funny um, to make a little comment to Nigel Barker about, oh, did you move this stick from your ass from a uh, last panel? And uh, 
Miss Thing did not like that. And word got back to Jay very quickly. And he pulled everyone, you know, aside to... In the words, uh, like, this would be like an in-person subtweet um, to make mention about how you should not just say anything to a photographer. You need to be professional because blah, 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 this and that and the other. Um, and it kind of affected Cara D's performance because she's like, oh, shit, I just thought that I was being funny. Damn, I didn't know that it was so sensitive like that. Yeah, um, you- Thought you were being funny. <laughs> you thought wrong. <laughs> I um yeah. I also think that it's funny that all the girls laugh, and I think that's why his feelings really got hurt. <laughs> right. You can't, and also you can't joke with a straight man uh, yeah. about things up their butts without them getting a little bit sensitive about it. Tea. That's true. That is very true. Yeah, but this was a great, you know, life lesson to learn. Um, This is Carrie D's second struggle episode where she feels like she is going home because she just keep fucking up. Right. She's like, damn. But this shoot, like I said, is one of my favorite. I mean, you said that you don't like the photography, but I just like the concept of it, the idea, the clothes, that everyone looked hot. Um, I mean, Eugenia absolutely slayed this shot. Like, uh, just, she said, I'm going to give you full dancing leg extension, arms over the head. I mean, she is working. Yeah. No, she she really served this episode. And I felt like she should have, well, I think she did. She got top photo this this week. She did. But, um, um, yeah, the other girls just weren't really, like, giving face the way she was either. Like, G- Eugenia was very head to toe. And I feel mm-hmm. like the girls, they would either be head or toe, you know? Like- <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, whereas Melrose is giving head, Carrie D is giving toe. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's either posh. I mean, Carrie D's photo was actually pretty bad. I just thought it was very interesting that for this shot, they wanted to shoot them all very, like, kind of hiding their faces, like, not very straight on, like, yeah, facial-wise, I guess it's because it was, like, more of, like, a body-focused shot. So they were, like, you know, be free with, like, what you want to do. But it's just, like, very interesting because I feel like uh, the two weakest shots were shoots where you couldn't really see the model's face well yeah like all of the 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 lace that's like covering michelle's face um yeah amanda was like hiding in her armpit yeah she was like i'm hiding over here yeah and then um carrie d just looked like that i don't i mean not carrie d um Melrose just kind of looked like Melrose. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. She was giving Melrose. She was giving consistent. She was giving, you know, she here. Right, she's here. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's definitely like, okay, well, I'm here. Um, Melrose has at least uh, some passion in her face, unlike Carrie D. Well, Carrie D's eyes are closed. You know, she's giving you passion in the hand. I don't like, I don't like Melrose's body. Like not, I don't like her pose. Yeah. Like I don't like what's like going on. It just seems very like 
meh. Like, I, like, the knees, there's something going on there. I don't know. It's not giving bullfighter. You're right. You definitely, she's a great example of only giving head and not giving toe. No toes. No toes at all. All right. Well, let's move on because <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about this uh, pool photo shoot. Um, oh, yes. but you know what? I think before we even jump into the pool photo shoot, I think we need to talk about Michelle's breakdown at panel. Um, okay. Because this is the moment where Michelle's just all like, well, what, y'all? I don't know. What's to you? <laughs> She's I like, don't, I don't Amanda know. wants this. Okay, look at her. Look at how much my sister wants this. She said, I can't help it that I'm sickening. I can't help it that, like, I just <laughs> stand there and y'all take a photo and you tell me it's perfection. It's That's just literally like, what she said, like, verbatim. I l- could not stop dying. <laughs> I was like, not her being like, I'm sorry, I'm so good at this. <laughs> I see people I don't like, want it. I see Brooke <laughs> crying and she wants this, and I just can't give you that. <laughs> So fucking funny. I like look. I I just love that honesty. I love that she really just said, "Look, y'all. If if uh, y'all need to decide what you want, do y'all want a girl who wants to be here, or do y'all want someone who excels? Because I excel. However, I do not give a fuck shit." about this so yeah i'm gonna tell y'all right now i'm gonna let you know the tea and they right. said well, okay well i guess you're sacrificing yourself for your sister and I, yeah and i feel like tyra kind of like wrote that storyline too where she was like i wonder if she does want it but she knows her sister wants it more so she's sacrificing herself uh-huh. i was like okay miss producer okay <laughs> Come through she with the like, storyline. That moment, she's like, "That needs to make it in there." That was a yeah, because yeah, yeah. also it's like they they definitely come back in yeah. later later seasons, and they're both still models. So wow. it's like hmm, maybe Tyra was right. Maybe they were all like, "We're sacrificing it because we feel like Amanda's gonna make it farther, or right. you know, use this better than I would." Because <laughs> <laughs> I would be like, mm, "I'm here." Um, okay, let's talk about this pool photo shoot because this is where Wait, we have before, another uh-huh. before we talk about the pool photo shoot, do you feel like if Amanda and Michelle were like, you know, thickening, she would have she she would have done a double win for them? Like, do you think that that was a possibility that was in the cards? Yeah, I could see that happening around cycle seven for there to be like too much because like if they had been like hella sickening you know tyra would have loved to have taken credit for discovering this like twin top model duo because that's just so marketable that's so marketable bankable having like yeah bankable absolutely you know to have these twins who are both top models all of i could see all of the versace campaigns the hill figure campaigns the chanel campaigns where they line up all the top models together in a bunch and you could always spot those two twin sisters, you know, together, pose, looking sickening. Yes. Damn. I definitely could have seen that. We were robbed from that. We we were robbed. 
too bad Michelle didn't want it more. 100%. Hits why she got sit home packing that week, which left us with our top four. Um, Miss Eugenia, yes. Melrose, Carradi, and Amanda. Yep. And so for this shoot, they tell the models that they will be getting a uh, beautiful lesson uh, in culture and get immersed in a Spanish lifestyle. And for their photo shoot, they will be immersed in a freezing pool. So for this shoot, they were asked to work together to do a beautiful underwater shoot. And Tyra was there to help coach the models through it. And the models were teamed up as Melrose and Eugenia and Carradi and Amanda. So let's talk about Melrose and Eugenia. Yeah, it makes no sense. Because um, winter campaigns are shot in the summer and summer campaigns are shot in the winter. So that was the excuse that she gave. <laughs> but they didn't have were... a heated pool in the winter? Exactly. And my thing is, these uh, summer campaigns that are shot in the winter, these brands still fly these models out to Jamaica. They still fly them out to Brazil to do these shots and stuff in these warm locations. They don't be doing that shit in Europe when it's the dead of winter. Like, it's just not practical. It's just not what they do. It's also definitely not winter. Right. <laughs> Barcelona, wherever right. they are. Like, it's definitely fine. Like, they've been wearing, like, camis and, like, jeans. Exactly. Day. They <laughs> literally just dropped ice into this already unheated pool. And they're like, it, was- it will melt. It will melt. That's probably what they're standing on. They're it's bouncing probably- just on cubes of ice that have sunk into the... I let, doesn't think like that. Let no, me see the shock factor. Let me see when they were filmed this cycle because I know they filmed it. I believe at the beginning of the year. This is in. I feel, this was probably in May because they were filming from April to June. I oh. feel like, I feel like it was just for like you said for the bull. It was the shock factor of it. They were like, you know, we got to make them a little uncomfortable. We can't just have them out here floating in a pool. Right. They're like, that's that's not. Right. That's Model- not fun for us. Modeling through the pain is what I want to see. Okay. Yes. <laughs> and which, you know, Cara D did to the best of her ability until she was getting hit with a moment of hypothermia. And they had to like pull her out and basically have her lie on the rocks in the sun like a lizard. Um <laughs> and then Tyra <laughs> <laughs> they really were though they really did just just take her ass out of that pool and then just like make her like lay on those hot rocks like she was just like a lizard just like warming herself um and it was like then brought up and made into like a storyline and an issue like you know what Carity? i just feel like you're not looking out for yourself and you're putting yourself in dangerous yeah they're and... like it's a, it's a it's a balance between um not complaining and you know telling the uh photographer when you're in danger i was like bitch where's the balance because y'all weren't worried about me until i got hypothermia and then melrose being like this bitch we was all in the same pool like right. <laughs> <laughs> like not that she was like <laughs> she better suck it up we all have to do it right 
Damn. We all have to get that freezing pool. Shit. Look, I'm sure her psoriasis was like, bitch, now. Right. I don't know. Because I think, thing- too, like, uh, and I'm no expert, but I think uh, when you have psoriasis, even though it was pretty clear for her at this time, I believe also your skin is pretty sensitive to, like, chlorine. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure it being also yeah. cold, she was like, fuck, I feel like icicles are probably just like stabbing me all over my body. Like burning me. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, Do we think they did a good I- job compositing these images together? No. Oh. Let me look at this sheet. They okay. literally took Carradine's face off of another shot and put it on this one. Yeah, it's literally floating on top of the water. Yeah, like, they literally did not even do, like, a little, like, drop shadow or highlight to, like, mm-hmm. make it look a little bit more, like, it had some depth to it. They just copied mm-hmm. and pasted her face on top of it. It looks like she started to drown, Damn. and they were like, oh, we can't get her dying. Let's put this more lifelike photo on top of her drowning face. Right. <laughs> okay, but... L- Carrie D and Eugenia, or not Carrie D, Melrose and Melrose Eugenia. Is- hey, serving. They kind of Mm-hmm. Melrose ate that. Um, she really did. She's giving lifeless in the eyes in like uh, amazing ways. Incredible. And Amanda is giving me dead, honey. Right. It's giving me dead. It's giving decapitation. Decapitation. Melrose oh does look a little funny, though. Why she look like that? Who, Amanda? Melrose. Oh, Melrose. I mean, not Melrose. Sorry, I keep getting Carrie D and Melrose mixed up. Carrie D. Oh, because they photoshopped her face on top of her face. They took her face from another photo and then just put it on that one. That's so goofy. I was... Yeah. Melrose is though also in her photo giving a little bit like when you take your iPhone and put it in um 0.5 zoom and um, it like warps people's body in a funny way. She's yeah. giving that. Yeah. Like they didn't even give Carrie a hairline in this photo. Like they just said, "No, you don't have one." No, they cut. It just goes. They cut it from forehead to hair. Uh, they just cut an egg out of her face and said, on this drowning body. <laughs> yeah. This is really kind of funny now that I look back at it. <laughs> right. You, Eugenia's foot, like, literally hitting the bottom of the pool. Right. Oh. She's like, I gotta, like, literally push myself up. That's <laughs> so the, funny. From the bottom of this pool. Because I can't float. And I also question, like, what what makes someone, like, how do you not have the ability to float? Like, what makes it, like, different between, like, different people? Because it's, like, it, it's not making sense to me. <laughs> like, why can't she float? I don't know. It's, like, I don't know. Maybe they should have poured some salt in that water. Oh, yeah. Okay. Get it a little bit more buoyant. Help a sister out. Yeah, but I'm just like, I wonder what it was. Because I'm like, could the dress have been weighing her down? That's what I'm thinking, because it almost, to me, appears like the dress was like some type of like woven like metal. It's giving me metallic, like it's like a heavy kind of like metal beading or something like that. So mm-hmm. it's giving me that that bodice is, ha- and like hard for her to like fully like arch her back enough, 
like how you need to to like float like she does have somewhat of a back arch right there but i feel like that's just kind of like a little bit of the depth perception because of the way that like her body is curving downward into the water hmm okay but that's just me who wins this week is it melrose uh it was yeah melrose was first called and amanda was sent home damn because they said, well, without your sister. They were like, there's no point in having one twin. What am I doing with that? <laughs> right. I know, really. They said, yeah, this isn't as fun as we thought it'd be without <laughs> um, Michelle here. Um, we are down to our top three. That's what I was just remembering. We are down to our top three, who are Eugenia, Melrose, and Cara D. And we are going to take a quick break. And when we come back, We will chat with Bambi about all the exciting things that she has coming up. We'll be right back. All right, we are back and we are chatting with my sweetie pie, my daughter, Miss Baby Bakes Coulee. And we are approaching DragCon weekend. And with this big weekend comes a big presentation. And our mom boss, Miss Alaska, is throwing her pageant extravaganza competition pageant competition. What's it called? It Drag is Queen Alaska. of the Year. Drag Queen of the Year pageant competition. Alaska's Drag Queen <laughs> of the Year pageant competition show. show. <clears throat> she did this on purpose. She yeah, did. it's kind of hard to say. She and she said it to us earlier. We were talking about it. And I'm already like, okay, Drag Queen of the Year pageant competition. It's an award. It's the Drag Queen of the Year Pageant Competition Award Contest Competition. <laughs> so there's only a competition. The Drag Queen of the Year Pageant Competition Award Show Competition. Award Contest Competition. God damn it. Award Contest Competition. Yes. It's going to be great. Yes. We're very excited to yeah, see you. Yeah, we love it. We Yes, we are excited to see you in this competition, pageant, <laughs> award, show, competition. I'm excited to be a part of it. Um, yes. Uh, if y'all are in L.A. on the 14th, um, come and see me. Come and see your girl. You know, root for me. I don't even think there's like a voting system. I think it's judges. I don't know who the judges are. So if you are a judge, vote for me. I love you. Um, if it's by points, give me five out of five, ten out of ten. Um, that would be greatly appreciated. Um, the art will be there. So it will be worth your vote. <laughs> Um, but I'm really excited to be a part of this pageant because there's a lot of artists that um, I admire in it that are competing. And I think it's going to be a really cool display of drag all together. Um, it is my first pageant ever. And I just want to do a good job. And I hope that people like what I present. <laughs> yes. And I mean, I was a judge last year when it was just virtual. And it was so impressive. And I didn't get to the chance to see 
the first year of it when it was live in person. So I'm so excited to go and see it live this year. It's such an amazing crop of entertainers. And I'm really excited to see what everybody brings, especially Bambi. So I'll be there with my bells and my whistles on. So make sure that y'all come out and support. Make sure that you wear your um, Bambi Banks Kool-Aid merch so people know who the fuck you fuck with. Um, Yeah. And like we said, if you're a judge, uh, you better keep it tight. Keep that score right. What's the preparation for the the pageant like? So we have four categories, only three we have to prep, but um, it's presentation, which is just, you know, a fun little presentation of the theme. The theme this year will be red, as in red for filth. So we have to come up with a red look. Mm -hmm. And then we do question and answer, talent, and then evening gown. Ooh. Yes. I know it's very fucking expensive. So <laughs> <laughs> I was like, these are only four looks, and yet it costs more than my like house. So. Right. Well, her Venmo is. Yeah. Oh yes. If if you would like to support the Bambi Banks Fund, please Venmo me at Bambi Banks Kool Aid on Venmo, Cash App. And PayPal, I do accept all types of currency. No, no donation is too small. Um, no donation is too big. Remember that. Um, <laughs> Thank you for reminding me. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. For you know, all you... of our high rollers out there, that there truly is no donation um, too so, big. Look, closed mouths don't get fed, and closed hands don't get money. My hands exactly. stay open. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Now you were just um out in uh SF. So was Maxwell. Y'all were both uh just recently out in good old San Francisco. How was that trip? I loved it. I got to hang out with some of my uh good Chicago Judies who moved out there. Um Bon Bon, Pangea, Skidmark. I don't know if you know them. Yes. Skidmark's this crazy designer, Bon Bon, mm-hmm. uh oh, and also uh Average wife, uh, Bonbon, average wife, and uh, Pangea were this um, club kid collective that started here in Chicago and kind of like, you know, really changed the face of what Chicago drag was in that time and is part of the reason that Chicago is the way it is today, along with Skip Mark, you know, at a birthing, all those people who really just like left a staple here Absolutely. and showed people about individuality. So I got to hang out with them and uh, also got to party with Nikki Jizz and Tito Soto and all the girls out there. I met this amazing drag queen out there named Betty Jane. I don't know if y'all know her, but if you don't know her, please get to know her. She's so much fun. She lives in LA. Um, I was going to say, I know Betty Jane. She's great. She is such a fabulous performer. She's a great performer, great personality, so funny, so much fun. Um, yeah, and we were doing Janet Night. I went with my sister, obviously, Miss Chloe Coulee. She was there with me being a big head. Yes. And um, we just had a good old time. We went to the Cherry Blossom Festival. It was very beautiful. Lots of things to buy. Um, Is and, it for you know. Cherry Blossoms? Yeah. Okay, where? Mm-hmm, because, you know, it's the, tis the season. So, um, yeah, I just had a cute old time. We found this, like, little um, Lolita um, shop where they didn't allow you to take, like, pictures and stuff like that. And I was like, bitch, where am I? <laughs> am I at beatniks? <laughs> right, but it was cute. It was cute. <laughs> um, what was I about to say? Oh, back to the Cherry Blossom Festival. 
uh, are cherry blossoms fragrant? Was there like a fragrance and aroma that was coming through the air? Because for some reason you said cherry blossom and then I thought about that um, Bath and Body Works fragrance cherry uh, blossom and so i was the, just all like this is the classic <laughs> um so i won't say that i smelled any cherry blossoms because it was a lot of street meat going on you know so i was smelling a lot of delectable um meat that was fried on the side of the curb yes. uh the look was cute though <laughs> also san francisco like me, first of all, I, like I told you, I'm directionally challenged and I don't know anything about geography, probably my worst subject. I did not realize it was a surrounded by a body of water. I also did not realize it was seven miles like back and forth. <laughs> like, it's like not a big city at all. So and what's small. so funny. And what's so funny is that uh, my friends lived like on the like outskirts of it. So it took us like, what, 15 minutes to get to the club. And that's apparently far there. Like people are like 15 minutes to travel to your house. That's so far, which is such, <laughs> which is such a strange concept for me because I'm from Texas because and everything's like an hour away anyway. So yeah. like, I was just like, that's so goofy that everyone is so stressed about 15 minutes. <laughs> oh my God. I wish that every commute was only 15 minutes. Me too. Same. The time that would be saved. Right. I would never be stressed. I'd be like, I'll be there in 15 minutes. Chill. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. I will literally be there in 15 minutes, girl. And while you're still in bed. Right. It's fine. It's like, it's um, fine. So besides uh, San Francisco, do you got any other fun travel plans that are coming up? So I unfortunately have no fun travel plans coming up because I have to focus on Chicago is a drag fest, which is a festival that me and my um, non-for-profit produce uh, a queer pride uh, here in Chicago. It's the first drag festival to ever happen here. And we are coming back after the pandemic with a vengeance. So I'm focusing a lot of my time after the pageant on that and getting that running. But once pride season's up, I will be back out there acting a fucking fool i want to really go to new york um uh my good girl miss janelle number five has requested that i come out yes. there so i'm gonna make that happen for her um, yes. yeah and that's about it y'all <laughs> well look all i'm gonna say is i am obviously team bambi for the Drag Queen of the Year competition award show competition. You ate that. Thank you. Uh, and y'all should all be Team Bambi too. And uh, if y'all are out in LA during DragCon, come and say hi. I will maybe be there doing a little uh, panel moment um, for the girls. Uh, not for the girls, but well, for the girls and with the girls uh, from All Stars <laughs> 7. Um, and yeah, it's gonna be really cute. I'm excited to be out in LA with you next week. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be a lot of fun having all the Kool-Aids in LA, having yes. a little blast, oh running around, being very goofy. Wow, what an, a special treat for me as a person that doesn't get to be around all the Kool-Aids at one time. This is gonna be so yes. special. Yeah, definitely doing a full Kool-Aid West Coast takeover, so... I cannot wait. Right. It's going to be a blast. And I can't wait to see this place that we're oh, staying. Oh, yes. The place is uh, who. It's great. Where are you staying? What neighborhood? You don't need to just. Um, the same place that we did last year. Oh, is that where Bambi's staying too? 
Uh-huh. Oh, work. Yes. That place is nice. Yeah. I filmed a music yeah. video there. No big deal. <laughs> <laughs> it's giving very that. It's giving very, very that. Steve-O is one of our neighbors. So, you know. Steve-O? Is that what you said? Yeah. Steve-O from Jackass. Yeah, Steve-O. Wow. Mm-hmm. Take me yes. back. Speaking of 2006. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, Jackass oh, is coming back. Let me not. Let me not. We, Jackass is coming back. We should do a Hollywood tour while you're here. We should get on one of those buses and be driven around. Oh, my God. It's, that would be fierce. it's pretty silly. It's nice to be driven by someone else. So it's. Fun. I've actually never done one before. It's. It, I would do it. It's silly. When they ask what houses we need to want to see, we need to tell them, though. That was my mistake. I didn't speak up. And they took us to a bunch to old Hollywood places. And I was like, where like, does no. Ariana Grande live? That's what the pamphlet said. <laughs> yeah, where's Ariana Grande? Live? I don't care where's where George Clooney live. Where, where does... does Drew Barrymore live? Yeah, it's right. like they took us to Leonardo DiCaprio's house. And I was like, I, I, he doesn't live here. Well, here's Well, here's the thing. I feel like, too, a lot of these people, true, they don't like, because, like, when you think about those tours, okay, those tours are, like, right in the center of Hollywood. And it's like, there's only so much time that you get on that tour. So you're like, who lives around Hollywood? And the truth is, none of them. Those are their, like, Oscar weekend homes. Yeah, exactly. They're like, I'm not trying to live around here. They're like, I live out in Calabasas. Yeah, or, Thousand Oaks or the Hidden Hills, Sherman Oaks, or yeah, all those places. Encino, like, living it. They're in taking Hollywood. you to the. They're taking you to their quick hubs for when they have like big jobs in Hollywood. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, she might be here for like <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> two weeks. You don't right. know. Ooh, another. And it also might be the people that are renting her Airbnb space from her. Oh my god. Another thing I didn't like was they told us to look inside people's houses. They were like, if you look in the windows there, we you might see her. One time we saw Scarlett Johansson in her house, and I was like, this is really taking the fun out of this this being driven around in the hills. Uh, yeah, we need to stop. We need to stop um, harassing Scarlett Johansson. I just saw that video again. It popped up of Isaac Mizrahi groping her boob on the red carpet in that red dress. Like, have y'all? I will. I will. I will send it to y'all. Like, because I think it. 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 it I'm, I'm trying to think of who have reposted it, but literally, he's like talking about just like the structure and like her gown and Lily just starts squeezing her left hit she's like what is going on here and and you're watching the other correspondents like ryan seacrest and um i forget her name other lady but juliana rancic it wasn't juliana rancic it was something costopolis i want to say oh is it um yes I'm not I'm not sure. It's some other Yeah, her that one. <laughs> Miss Costopolis, you know. Yeah. Her. Okay. I will have to fight it and send it to y'all. But no, I mean we just literally need to leave Scarlett Johansson alone. That's all I'm Truly. saying. I mean Scarlett Johansson needs to leave us alone, if I'm being honest. Let me not. <laughs> <laughs> Let's leave all women alone. <laughs> that part. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. That is actually a really great way to end this episode. Bambi, thank you so much for joining us today. I did. I had so much fun. Thanks for having me back. Um, yes, absolutely. 
being the first returning guest you've ever had. Um, I, I don't know if that's true, but in my head it is. I'll let so. you take it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's the first returning guest to ever say that. So period. Yeah. Period. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, can you please tell um, all of our listeners where they could follow you online, keep up with you um, on the pageant and such forth? Absolutely. You can find me on Venmo, Cash App, PayPal, and Instagram at Bambi Banks Kool-Aid. That's B-A-M-B-I-B-A-N-K-S-C-O-U-L-E-E. And you can also find me on Twitter at It's Bambi Banks. I'm not going to spell that. Y'all got it. Thank you. (laughs) Yes. And hey, remember, if you have any questions or top model facts for me, Maxwell, our guests, or you just want to say hi, you can send us an email to beontoppod at gmail.com. Now remember to subscribe to Wanna Be On Top wherever you listen and make sure to rate and review the show because it helps us grow. I'm Shea Coulet. And I'm Max Esposito. And as always, the question remains, Wanna Wanna Be be On on top? Top? Wanna Be On Top is not endorsed by America's Next Top Model or any other show's creators, producers, or distributors. It is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. America's Next Top Model and all names, pictures, audio, and video clips are registered trademarks and or copyrights of their respective trademark and or copyright holders. Wanna Be On Top? Forever. Dog. To listen to Wanna Be On Top? ad-free and Monday early. Sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. Make sure to follow at Forever Dog Team and at Mom Podcasts on social and rate and review Wanna Be On Top? Five stars on Apple Podcasts. Yes, bitch, I said five stars on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Wanna be on top? It's produced by Forever Dog and Moguls of Media, aka Mom. Hosted by Shea Coulee. Produced by Maxwell Esposito. Editing and sound design by Will Pitts. Executive produced by Willem Belli, Big Dipper, Alaska Thunderfuck, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. 